0: KCU eighty-eight point one FM Columbia and KCU dot FM. hello, to and hello, hello, and welcome to the Analytics Association here on KCU eighty-eight point one FM. I'm Adam Rosen, along across from Jack McGrath, and um, we've got a lot to talk about today. I mean, there's some. I mean, first, Jack, how are you doing right now?
1: I am absolutely fantastic, Adam. Awesome. How are you doing?
0: Great, and uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, there was some pretty, pretty big thing that happened last night. I mean, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Um, One well, could yeah. say that it was a super thing that happened last night. Absolutely, and we are talking about the puppy bowl. Okay, just kidding. Well, no, no, the Super Bowl happened last night. Although the puppy bowl great, and puppy bowl always... is great. Puppy bowl adorable, and if you don't think it's adorable, you, you're. I, I don't understand you. They're so cute and fluffy.
1: I, I was talking with my roommates yesterday, and uh, one of my roommates um, pulled up a puppy bowl video on his phone, and he said, "Oh, the puppy bowl's going right now." And then one of my other roommates was playing a game of Madden and made a groan like, "Oh." Except my roommate, uh, it was towards the Madden game. But my roommate thought it was towards the Puppy Bowl being brought up and the Puppy Bowl being talked about. And he's like, and I've not seen him more upset than he was right there because he goes, how can you be so upset about the Puppy Bowl? The Puppy Bowl is one of the greatest things of all time. It is one of the greatest things of all time. It is. Gotta love the Puppy Bowl.
0: Absolutely. But, obviously, well, the Super Bowl was last night as well. So, there was that, and... I thought the Buccaneers, I thought it was going to be a lot closer. I know you did too, but, I mean, you thought the Buccaneers were going to win. I thought the Chiefs were going to win 30, what, 38, 34, whatever, something like that. But I per- personally did kind of want that. You of would have won. thought
1: the Chiefs would have actually put the ball in the end zone, though, and it that didn't fan, happen. That streaking fan
0: got in the end zone before the Chiefs. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, Did you see the Kevin Harlan call of that? Oh, I saw it on did Twitter. Someone put a new did someone put the old one over it I, I think they put an, uh, the voiceover oh, from the there one there's with was the a chat. voiceover
1: I don't know if it was a, if it was real or not it sounded it's like a, it was accurate to the moment um, but there was a Kevin Harlan call voiceover over, uh, on it trending yesterday um, around the uh, internet waves and it was pretty gosh darn funny because you have Kevin Harlan who's calling the Super Bowl streaker running out onto the field they don't show that on the TV broadcast. Uh, you can find some pretty good videos of that. Otherwise, I think Adam's playing it right now in the background on his laptop here.
0: Yeah, I can't tell if that's the one from a few years ago or not. I I don't think it is because it's accurate with the description of the. Either way, what a guy! It doesn't matter. That, that doesn't guy, even matter. That guy. of Still Funny. didn't have his man. But my goodness, I mean, wow, that was a. Bl- I mean, I actually thought it was a better game than a lot of others did, even though it wasn't. It was kind of. It was a blowout. But to me, I thought it was an entertaining game overall. And again, I'm saying I, I personally, I thought the Chiefs are going to win. And I, but I did personally, as a, as a fan in me, wanted the Bucks to win. I think it would have been really cool. And I think it was pretty cool. It quieted down a lot of Kansas because it, it did. It, it humbled them a lot because I think the fan base and a lot of the fan base and people, uh, the team overall needed it. And I think there was a lot of people. They were like, "Oh," and then they were like we're blaming the refs. I will give them this. That one call in the end zone at the end of the second half against Matthew, that was not pass interference. I mean, how? The ball was like 40 feet over his head. That that couldn't have been P.I. Other than that, it was a very – those calls, there were a lot of calls. Other than that, those calls were the correct calls. No,
1: I'll agree with you there. And to the point that the Chiefs were kind of humbled in this game and that the fans were humbled in this game. Hopefully. For the past two years up until this point, the Chiefs were basically invincible. I mean, they'd have a few regular season losses here and there, but it was nothing big, nothing to be concerned about. They were the one seed. They were the best team. They were the favorites for the past two years. They It wasn't even close. I thought for sure they were going. I predicted the Bucs, but there was a feeling inside of me that it, it was almost near impossible to overcome this Chiefs offense and this Chiefs team. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did that, and a little bit of... Vincibility, a little bit of mortality for this Kansas City Chiefs team. For Patrick Mahomes, who didn't play fantastically. He was really, really good. Oh, He was, he was really, really good. He was Once good. again, his receivers dropped some passes. He was oh, rushed yeah. the whole time.
0: He had like, what, four, an Next general stat said he had like 490 cover. And all the time he was running around, including his rushing yards, he's covered 498 yards or something like that. And that throw where he's literally parallel to the ground his receiver, you could almost say, could have, should have caught that and ball. It hit him in the helmet. And, and, oh, my God, that's the most ridiculous. He's parallel to the ground. That's insane. I mean, Patrick Holmes was not great yesterday, but he was very good, I would say, despite his numbers. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, look at the thing. I I saw someone, I thought this uh, might have been joking, but at the point, there was a point where I'm like, maybe honestly, yeah. Someone pointed out on Twitter saying, there's no way the Chiefs don't have an a defensive lineman who can block any worse than these tackles can, right? And I for I'm like the person was probably joking, but then I was thinking like honestly, yeah, I mean they there can't possibly be a player a, a defensive lineman on the Chiefs that could have blocked any worse.
1: No, it, it was brutal for Patrick Mahomes I mean, last night. I he was
0: pressured like 29 times. I mean th- I'm sorry. People were going to blame the, you those Chiefs fans are blaming the refs. Blame your team, blame your everyone but your quarterback for not showing up.
1: Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was rushed. He was hurried. There, there wasn't a whole lot to do there. They tried to establish the ground game, which usually isn't something you do if you're the
0: Kansas City Chiefs, especially not against the best run defense in the league.
1: Exactly. But that seemed to be all that was open for them. And a brutal game for the Kansas City Chiefs overall on offense. Once again, they did not get in the end zone. Only scored nine points total in that entire game. So, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady wins it again. What do you know? But Adam, I uh, think so. So <laughs> this game it was entertaining. I'll I'll agree with you there. But we're gonna switch gears a little yeah, bit hold here. Hold on,
0: I just saw something. Oh boy, here we there's go. There's a photo of a. I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a photo of a guy wearing a, an orange looks like a fake Buccaneers jersey, wearing a jersey and it says 420 on it. Well, and then it says if at, the photo is an Instagram story and it's outside Raymond James Stadium. And he says, "If you give me your extra ticket, I promise I'll streak the field at the in the 4th Uh oh. And it looks exactly like the same guy, and I'm not gonna look at that photo because that's just that's not not something you want to see. Nope, nope, nope. On a Monday afternoon. Get get that, get that. uh, Not ever. Get that, get that off my timeline. Get that off my timeline. Go, go away. Yikes! You, 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 you. Hide. How do I press hide? I don't know. Okay. Continue. I'll continue.
1: (laughs) All right. We were talking about some entertainment. Not the entertainment of a streaker at halftime, but instead yeah. the entertainment of somebody else at halftime. That was The weekend, Adam, you originally said you did not like The Halftime
0: Show. I loved it from the beginning. Well, my I thought it was is, fantastic. My thought was it was because like, I don't listen to The weekend that much, mm-hmm. and I really didn't know. I didn't even know most of those songs were his. I knew about Blinding Lights. I knew um, I'm blanking on the name now. But, I, I mean, I, I at first I didn't like it because it was hard to hear him at times. I I don't think I, I think a lot of people saw that heard that too, that it was really hard to hear his voice at times, which isn't his fault. I think it's the mic or the production, and it was also kind of a weird show in a fun way at times. But like, all the people wearing the masks uh, that was kind of weird. It was. It I thought like it was the, cool. It looked like they were wearing jock straps. Yeah, which is kind of weird. It, it
1: was interesting because at the American Music Awards, and I think this is what it was tying into, uh, the weekend covered his full face f- at the American Music Awards with. White bandages, and then it was kind of similar to that, and it worked out that the N95 face masks were white and could go over that too. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what the whole story is there, but it did make sense. It was a, it was a weird look. I'll agree with you there, Adam.
0: But over, I wa- then I watched it again. They always have them on um on YouTube. So I rewatched it on YouTube after it was posted. It's also I think it's still the number one trending thing on YouTube right now. But and then I started like, alright, this is pretty awesome, I loved it. But again, I just could not possibly, just. I just did not enjoy, I just thought it was weird in a way. But I also thought, again, the, the music, you could barely hear his voice.
1: The, I thought the opening and the entrance was really, really cool. And I enjoyed when he went back into the tunnel and there were just lights all surrounding him. I thought those were some awesome visuals. Kind of looked like a marching band, the part that you're talking about with the people wearing the bandages almost on their face and the masks on their face all over the field and synchronized dancing. It kind of looked like a marching field effect.
0: And, yeah, and I think, and, again, like I said, after watching it, this is a a, a really great halftime show. I thought it was fun. Uh, After, again, after watching it. And, yes, it is on uh, still number one trending thing on um, YouTube. Uh, I, I mean, it was really, it was quite fun to watch Aggressive. after watching it. And, again, I didn't even know most of those songs were his because, like, I knew the songs. I just didn't know a lot of them were his. And, I mean, maybe part of it is that, I mean, nothing, to me, nothing st- still nothing tops Prince in 06, uh, 07. I mean, that's still the greatest ever. And I, I
1: liked the Bruno Mars halftime show in 2014. I thought that was the, an
0: impressive um, one. Giant, was that... Was that... um Probably the Patriots because Tom Brady's no, you there know, every single was, year. No, that was, I think, Seahawks-Broncos.
1: That's probably right. I think you're right. I'm going to look it up here real quick. I am going to give you a hot
0: take. I yep. did like the Coldplay halftime show in Super Bowl 50. Okay. I'll i did take that. I did, and I like Coldplay a lot. I really do. But, again, like I said, nothing tops that Prince halftime show.
1: I think the question we all want to know now is who's going to be at the halftime
0: show it, next year. I've been saying this for years. It. Ne- why have they not talked to Panic at the Disco yet? Panic at the Disco. Brendan Urie would rock that thing. That would be a cool concert. I mean, that he's got. I. I. I I'm gonna wig out or nerd out here. Um, I mean, he has a ridiculous range. He's got like four octaves or something. That's crazy. I mean, he's
1: insane. So I'm. In the boat that I would like to see the Jonas Brothers at the halftime show. I don't know about you, Adam, but the Jonas Brothers. I don't mind.
0: I like them too, but I I don't think that would be like appealing to a lot of the. I don't know if who would. I don't know if. I don't know about that one. I don't think that would. I don't think they would do it. Why not?
1: It's the Jonas
0: Brothers. I don't know if that would appeal to a lot of the NFL viewership. That's probably as much as Panic the Disco would, because I think Panic the Disco would do. And I mean Panic, Brandon Yuri like can sing. Brendan here, I remember he did, um, he sang a couple of Billy Joel songs. He'd done Queen songs. I mean, he could do anything. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll make it
1: here. I'll counter with, for the halftime show and the general NFL viewership base, for the Super Bowl, the general NFL viewership base is already watching the game for the game. That's true. For the halftime show, you have to draw on people who aren't watching the game. Now, I think Panic in the Disco would do a good job of doing that. I think that brings in a different audience as well. I also think the Jonas Brothers would have a chance. The Weekend brought in
0: probably a different audience, well, who I know. Just watching the co- who are, they're just watching the commercials. Exactly. By so, the way, those commercials were... Yeah. They were just subpar this year. I, all, they I have I watch been watched a for lot a of them. They've I, been subpar for years now.
1: I, I, this is one of those years where I just didn't see a whole lot of the commercials because I, I, I just wasn't paying attention. I but, think, yeah... These commercials didn't catch my attention. Like, I think a lot past. of that
0: is due to because I know Budweiser decided they didn't want to do one this year for the first time in a while because I think they're putting a lot of their funding that would go into that towards helping the COVID yes. vaccinations, which is really cool. I love that for that. I love that they're doing that. But, like, I mean, it was a pretty yeah, boring commercial. And they've been, like, pretty boring. They've been, there's some great commercials the last year. Was there a Doritos commercial
1: this year? I feel like Doritos oh, so that was comes the one out with with, a good one. Is that McConaughey? One. Maybe. I didn't see it. So
0: I don't know. I think it was, yeah, it's when he was the flat, and he like, it was hilarious. I thought that was funny. Okay. Uh, Doritos always has great commercials, but overall, I mean, they were meh, and they have been for a few years, to my opinion. But overall, I mean, I didn't have an issue. I thought everything. I, th- I just want to say credit to the NFL. Somehow they got this. Somehow they, they had what sixty nine games on the schedule this season. They got every single one done. I mean, there were a couple delayed, but this was it. They got everything done. And the outcome is still the same as always. Tom Brady winds
1: up with a Super Bowl ring. What do you know? Just as we expected. It's rigged. (laughs) The refs. (laughs) So Tom Brady has a whole lot of Super Bowl rings now. He might be the most dominant at his sport ever. That's the question we'll answer when we come back here, talking who is the most dominant athlete ever within their respective sport. We'll answer that question in a bit. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM.
0: Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and
1: resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
0: You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. Saturday
1: in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. McGruff here. The crime dog? Yep. I think I'm going to need your help. I've got an internet bully. Okay, well, what you do is... Maybe you could put a virus on her computer. Or a tracking device. Or a bug. You
0: don't have to do that, are you? Or
1: maybe we could get an attack dog. You ever see those attack dogs that can, like, rip a person's arm off? Seriously. um, Or like a SWAT team. A cyber SWAT team or something. Or like an army. Did you ever see that zombie army movie? We should get a zombie army. Wait,
0: wait, wait. All you need to do to stop an internet bully is delete their messages and never forward them on.
1: So, no, no zombies?
0: No zombies. Bummer. Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council.
1: To the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack McGrath sitting across from Adam Rosen. Tom Brady wins Super Bowl number seven yesterday. Seven titles. It's pretty gosh darn good for a quarterback. He has more titles than the Steelers organization, than the Patriots organization, than anybody. Tommy Brady.
0: Brady dominant. Showed he didn't need Bill Belichick. Or the New England Patriots system. I've seen. I've been seeing that that people are like, oh, does this mean Bill Belichick's not even that good of a coach anymore? I'm like, no. It's not. It's not an indictment on Belichick. It's just a gr- showing how great Brady is. They're both. They maybe they didn't need each. Belichick. Need, you can't win without a quarterback. That's, you can't
1: win that many titles. Without a co- good coaching quarterback. You yeah, need both of those to Bill win Bill Belichick
0: is still the best coach ever.
1: Yes. You can maybe win one or two with a really good quarterback and a bad coach. You can maybe win one or two with like, a good coach like, and an average quarterback, but you need a like heck of a Packers team around him. Like
0: Ex- the Packers McCarthy. There you go. Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy look good for one year. McCarthy's well, not a terrible HUD coach, though. He's not good. He's, He's certainly
1: a- not elite. He's a- certainly yeah. not the best of all time. A-, it- a question for you, Adam. At this point. If you had to win next season, and you take an NFL roster, any NFL roster, we're not going to specify which one, which coach are you choosing right now to go in and lead your team to a Super Bowl? Any NFL hug coach that's currently in the league. Because I think it's between two. Belichick and Andy Reid. I'd say that. I think I'd still favor Belichick. I'd I'd say Belichick. Belichick... Got a rough deal with his team this year with Cam Newton I'd who say wasn't there. That if and I had to
0: make if I had to build if I had to pick one coach and I can't if I here's one, someone said that asked me I was asked this a while ago actually. If I had to take one coach that has never as that is a head coach now and has never been to a Super Bowl or has never even been to the conference championship, which NFL coach am I taking right now? Right now? Never been to mean- the It cannot have been to the Conference Championship. This is
1: a tough question because I'd probably say Cliff Kingsbury of the Cardinals. Right now, right now. Well, I'm trying to think. Who else would you take?
0: Brian Flores. Okay, I can see
1: Brian Flores as well. He's a good coach up but Miami. They could be in the conference championship next year, especially if they get a uh, Deshaun Watson. But we'll see if,
0: how that goes. I don't know. I I mean Brian Flores. That team was well overperformed.
1: Exactly. I've You're actually right. loved,
0: I've been on the Brian Flores hype train for a while now. I just want to put that out there like you can just look I can, I'm can. i not going to show people my texts because that's weird but I could like give you a receipt of those Adam liked Brian Flores
1: before it was cool he's a hipster baby alright moving there. on <laughs> Whoa, what, what was that oh there buddy <laughs> alright whatever okay <laughs> most dominant athletes in their sport of all time who dominated their sport the most now there's an argument there For Tom Brady. And this is why we're going to have this conversation. Tom Brady has seven titles. He's going to be the leader. In a whole lot of categories. By the time he retires. But is he the most dominant player. In his respective sport. Of all time. Now when we say most dominant player. We're talking guys like. LeBron James. We should say most dominant athlete. I think rather than player. LeBron James is who we're talking about. Babe Ruth, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, Tiger Woods—these are some of the names we came up with for who's the most dominant player in their respective sport. I'm gonna go another direction with it.
0: Joey Chestnut, Name yeah, the that guy, dog eating the man, the myth, the legend. I wish I could. I wish I could eat like that and not gain weight from it. <laughs> And not be over, not gain, not get fat from it. According to, (laughs) let me pull up the
1: stats here for Joey Chestnut. The goat. According to the Major League Eating website, majorleagueeating.com, Joey Chestnut weighs 230 pounds. How many hot dogs did he eat on July 4th, 2020 this year? 70. 75 (laughs) hot dogs and buns.
0: Joey Chestnut. It's just elite. Impressive. Elite. Maybe the elite than,
1: of the elite.
0: Imagine having more rings, more titles than Bill Russell. Only one can say that. That is Joey Chestnut. The man, the myth, the Joey. Joey Chestnut Go. has
1: won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest every year. Except for one since 2007. That's an impressive stretch right there. More impressive than Tom Brady. 46 world records for him. 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes this year. World record. But no, Seriously. The conversation we're going to have is who is the most dominant athlete of their sport of all time. Now, Joey Chestnut does have a case. He has dominated his respective sport. His question is going to become, do you think competitive eating is on the same level of sport as the rest of these sports? Probably not, but we don't accept Joey Chestnut slander here. Exactly. What Adam said. But Adam, our other options are pretty good here. And Tom Brady, I don't think he was in this conversation before he got this title just I mean, because of the Patriots
0: system. I mean, he probably was. I wouldn't have put him I in would've. this conversation. I now I will. I would have anyways, but
1: either way, either way, there's some big names here. So who's your yeah. pick? I'll go with my pick, Joey Chestnut. I'll probably backtrack on that later here, so, but we'll who do you go, have? We'll,
0: right make now? The, we'll, we'll talk about everyone we've got here. I think most of the player, people we got here. I think if I'm going like the purely the most dominant in their sport ever, I have to go with Wayne Gretzky in hockey. I think that's fair. Because let's see, let's talk about this. 92 goals in a year, nine MVPs or heart trophies, which is the MVP in hockey. Nine. He won an eight in a row. That's at insane. One point. He won four Stanley Cups. He would, and so, so if, uh, an assist in the NHL is the same as a point, and so is a goal, obviously. Now say, let's say he scored uh, he had 894 goals, 1963 9, assists. If he scored 0 goals, like if he literally just never scored a single goal in his entire career in the NHL, he would still be the all-time leading point leader in points. Like that's mind-boggling. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And he scored he had 200 points in a season 4 times. Nobody else has ever even done it before but instead other than him. Got and it. there were and there's 13 seasons in which a players had 160 points or more. Nine of them are him. Four of them are Mario Lemieux. Wow. I mean I mean what what else is there to say? He's on uh, his number is retired league wide, and he was inducted into the hockey hall of fame immediately after retirement. He bypassed the waiting time.
1: That is is I mean there's a lot and of statistics there, there that there go are, in Wayne Gretzky's favor. There's,
0: and there's people who say, oh, he didn't the goaltending wasn't as great then. I mean, fine, but you st- come on—you can't tell me that just because the goaltending wasn't great. I mean, that—I mean, the, you can't. No, it's there's no debate for anyone else over Gretzky.
1: I'll stick in the core for sports here, um, for the United States, and I'll say a player who I think there's people who argue isn't the most dominant. Of all time at his sport. But I think he's close to where Wayne Gretzky's at. Just in terms of maybe not close to Wayne Gretzky. But pretty gosh darn close. To Tom Brady at least. I think LeBron James. Has an argument. For most dominant athlete. In their sport. Of all time. Now I. I once again I think he can make the argument in basketball for Jordan. I think he can make the argument in this case. For Will Chamberlain, once again, there's the same argument that
0: it the was a different with will time. Problem Chamberlain is he didn't win much; he exactly. only had two rings. But LeBron James,
1: yeah, he's gone to eight finals in a row. He has four championship rings. He has four MVPs. He is the all-time leading scorer, or he will be. Will be, he the most by, will by, be. by the time he's over, he will pass Most career, likely, he's up there on the list. He is right now the poster guy of the NBA. Now, Jordan was all of those things, too. He was the poster child of the NBA. He was the number one guy. He gave the sport relevance again, especially for the Chicago Bulls. But overall, Michael Jordan did not impact the sport the same way LeBron James did, and I think LeBron James has had more of an impact on his sport than Tom Brady has, Because when LeBron James changes teams, the entire league shifts dynamics. Yeah. He was on the Heat, and the Heat were the favorites, and the Heat were the guys. And then he moved to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was on the back. He was already first on the Cleveland Cavaliers, then he moved to the Heat, changed dynamics. Everybody wanted to play the Cavaliers. Then he moved to the Lakers after winning a few with the Cavaliers. Then everybody wants to go play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Suddenly there's a big rivalry in L.A. again. And the Western Conference is the place to be. So with LeBron James, suddenly it's it's hard to argue against him. Now, once again, you can make the same argument for Tom Brady. Tom Brady moved teams. Is LeBron James on the same level as Wayne Gretzky, though? Once again, talking Probably about not. the most dominant athlete and their respective sports of all time. I don't
0: think so, and that's no diss to LeBron. It just shows that because Gretzky is just un- the undisputed. Like, there's no one who even touches Gretzky. I mean, everyone's vying for, like, fifth. Gretzky's one through five. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not even debatable in there. But to me, I think, yeah, LeBron, I mean, no doubt. LeBron's one of the best. I mean, he's still the best player in the league right now. All right. And now I'll throw.
1: So we're just, saying yeah. Wayne Gretzky still number one on that list. Joey Chaston yeah. maybe has a chance. Yes. The man, the myth, the legend. Let's throw out. I'm just going to throw out names at him. And <laughs> we're going to see if they have a legitimate case then to knock Wayne Gretzky off as the most dominant athlete of their sport of all time. We said it's Wayne Gretzky, said Brady was close. He's not there to win Gretzky. LeBron is close. He's not there to win Gretzky. We're putting Jordan on a lower level than LeBron in terms of most dominant. Even though when Jordan was there, he was pretty gosh darn dominant himself. Michael Phelps. I'll throw that name out there I for totally
0: you. agree with you. I think he's the
1: greatest athlete of all time. Greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, but you're not going to say most dominant. Are you going to say he's
0: better than? He should be on a higher plane than Gretzky. If we're talking team sports, obviously Gretzky's number one. But I think when you look at just everything, Michael Phelps had eight gold
1: medals in one uh, Olympics. He that's has twenty-eight just the Olympic. Olympic medals that's total. Just the Olympics. And he, there, yeah, yeah. There and, was and a if lot you, and more so than So
0: in major international long course competitions, he has eighty-two medals. Sixty-five are gold. He has more. Medals, the Olympic medals. And he also has more Olympic medals than 161 different countries. Sheesh. He, he's won, what has he got, 23 gold medals? It's impressive.
1: I believe it's 23 is the number.
0: Uh, here we are. 23.
1: Michael Phelps was dominant in his time. Let's go to another Olympic and, athlete. I
0: mean, Michael Phelps could probably still swim right now. He's only 35.
1: Let's go to another Olympic athlete. Usain Bolt, eight time Olympic gold medalist, the only sprinter really?
0: I thought it was nine.
1: To win the hundred meter and two hundred meter titles at three consecutive Olympics. And he holds the record for the hundred meter and two hundred meter sprints. Usain Bolt, does he have a chance to be the greatest, most dominant athlete? I mean, think for those years, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, and twenty sixteen in the Olympics, it was definitely the most dominant at his sport.
0: And, I mean, he he ran a 40-yard dash in sweatpants. Yeah,
1: we were talking about this before I remember seeing that
0: video when it happened.
1: Uh, At the Super Bowl, not this year, but before, Usain Bolt ran a 40-yard dash in sweatpants and sneakers. They had one of those fun activities that you sometimes see at, like, baseball games where they're like, how fast can you throw? They had a 40-yard dash thing, and it was how fast can you run the 40-yard dash? And Usain Bolt was wearing tennis shoes and sweatpants and probably not clothes that you would wear running the 40-yard dash normally if you're an NFL player at the Combine, and he tied the NFL record for the 40-yard dash run. So Usain Bolt it's a pretty fast dude. Tried his hat at soccer after his sprinting career, wound up retiring from that. Maybe he'll come back to the Olympics in 2021. There's rumors out there you never know with Usain Bolt. I'll continue on this trend of individual sports items. So, question is, Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt? We'll give you that one. This is going to be all your decision-making. I'm not going to make a single decision here. I'm going to present the facts. You're going to make the decision. On I'm these taking
0: guys. Phelps. Taking Phelps. But also... There is a it, It's harder It is a little unfair because Phelps obviously had more. There's more competitions for. There's more
1: completed. competitions and the longevity of career is a little bit more. Well, so.
0: it's also. Yeah. But in Phelps, obviously, there's more swimming metal competitions than there are for sprinting. But either way, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. All right. So. Any of these players. And then other sports we have in here as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said earlier, we have Barry Bonds in here. And I know. Steroids, yada yada yada. Who cares? Still an all-time great hitter. I mean, regardless, even with steroids. I mean, are we st- I mean, even though he had steroids, does not mean he wasn't? Does not mean. Does that mean he wasn't dominant? He still was. Yeah, easily. And then you have another guy who had cheating, a huge cheating scandal, Lance Armstrong. And again, even with the doping scandals, he's still the most. He was still the most dominant. He had seven in a row Tour de France wins of the Tour de France. I believe right after having a um, really fatal tex- uh really testicular cancer, I believe yep. right, and obviously we know why he had those wins. But either way, he was still the greatest cyclist ever. He I'd was say.
1: cheating, but yes, that that is why.
0: And in other other sports, I mean, we have Serena Williams. I mean, she's got a case. I, I mean, she's unbelievable. She was number. One, I think she's been number one in the world for not over three hundred weeks now, or total. Ridiculous. Right? She's got 23. Three singles Grand Slams, titles, fourteen in doubles. I mean,
1: insane, ridiculous. And then two in mixed doubles as well, which makes twenty-nine total or thirty-nine total Grand Slam titles. I
0: believe if she wins this year at the uh, Australian Open, she would have the number one.
1: That her her dominance is is quite insane. Um, She, as you said, she was number one for three hundred and nineteen total weeks. Let's talk about another person who was number one at their sport for that one. So, once again, we're talking who was the most dominant athlete in, of, each in of their, their sport of all time. So, who do we have r- r- right now as the best of the best?
0: We've got, well... Is uh, it still Gretzky
1: I'm, or is it Phelps? You said Phelps right now, right?
0: I'd t- well, I'd say Gretzky. Well, Gretzky is obviously the greatest in hockey. Yeah. My thing is, are we talking, like, overall, like... Who is better overall, at the rel- respective to their sport, or just in their sport specifically?
1: Respective, well, what do you mean by respective to your sport?
0: Comparing them, ac- comparing them even with I think we compare them across sports. I guess
1: that's the question hard. is just it's pure hard. dominance. When you hear the word dominance, well, then if, are you if we're thinking?
0: talking that, then it's Gretzky. To then least, it's Gretzky. No one comes close. Yeah. I think and even meant- with the guys at the bottom, Roger Federer. And Rafael Nadal, I think I do, I prefer Nadal over Federer. My, my
1: thing with Nadal versus Federer, talking pure dominance, it's tough to have pure dominance of a sport when you have two guys who played in the same era
0: on that list. Well, then you'd have to probably have Djokovic, too. The thing is exactly. that with tennis, there's different there's different types of the courts. I mean, yes. We know how great Nadal is with, uh, I believe, Clary. And um, Federer with, I think, Grass and everything else, basically, but...
1: I got you. That makes sense. All right. One more name I'll throw out there at you. Maybe we'll hit on a few more. But Muhammad Ali. I wasn't even going to hit on Muhammad Ali yet. I was going to hit on the guy who I think has the best chance of knocking off Wayne Gretzky for taking the title most dominant athlete of all time. Tiger Woods. He's got a case. We're still talking about him today. First appeared at number one in the World Golf rankings in 1999 has been number one in the golf rankings for over 600 weeks in his career. He is maybe the greatest golfer of all time, which maybe is why we can't put him at the title because there's still talks that he's not the best golfer of all time. He's If not, he's close. He's won 15 major championships, 82 events. And he's been the player of the year 11 times. And I'm going to say with Tiger Woods, it's the same thing as kind of what the Jordan effect was and why Jordan had to be considered on this list. Is with Tiger Woods, he is still the lead conversation in golf. Maybe it's Bryson DeChambeau. But overall, Tiger Woods, when you're watching a major or you're watching a golf tournament, the question isn't. Where's everybody else? The most asked question at least for the people I'm talking to is how's Tiger doing? Where's Tiger at? Is Tiger in the hunt? And that's why I think he's still one of the most dominant because of his relevance today and his longevity in the sport.
0: And then well and then we talk we talked about this. He didn't compete he only and from August 15 to January 18 he competed in one tournament. Yes. And really dropped off. I think he dropped off the oh, yeah. 1,000 golfers. And then out of nowhere comes into the Masters in 2019 and just wins it. I remember. I don't really watch golf. I really didn't watch it, and I still kind of don't. But I started paying attention to that because of that. I was like, so, like, oh my gosh, Tiger Woods, is he, is he, is he actually gonna win? And I'm like, oh my god, that was he insane. brings people to the sport. If I mean, my friend was going crazy for that, and I remember that it was
1: awesome. Absolutely insane. All right. You want to hit on any other athletes here?
0: Well, I think you have to control. talk Muhammad Ali, My, all right, I think Muhammad, Muhammad Ali went 50, 50, 50. We don't even need record. It doesn't matter his record. He's, the name says it's the greatest. Exactly. The greatest. Who do you think of?
1: Uh, you think, hear his name, you think of boxing, and vice versa. You think of boxing, and you think of Muhammad Ali. Yes. You could say the same about golf and Tiger Woods. You could say the same about basketball and Michael Jordan or LeBron. You could say the same about competitive eating. Joey Chestnut. Could you say the same about Tom Brady in football? I don't know. You might be getting to that point at this point. I think,
0: you know, believe it or not, I think if when you ask, it depends on their age.
1: I would agree with
0: that. Right? If you ask someone younger people, if if you ask someone who's in middle school, elementary school, about NFL, they're gonna say like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, probably.
1: If you ask people our age, I think it would be Tom Brady, Brady. like that young adult. For me, I
0: would say Brady, Manning, Rodgers. Yep. Um, Well, think about every single Super,
1: almost every single Super Bowl that we've watched in recent years has been Tom Brady. There's been a few here and there sprinkled in between recently. But it's been a whole lot of Tom Brady and a whole lot of Tom Brady wins. It's tough to bet against him at this point. All right. We may continue this conversation, the most dominant athlete. But before we go, Adam, most dominant athlete of all time. Is it still Michael Phelps? Is it still Gretzky? Who do you have? Still Gretzky? Gretzky. Gretzky. I think the argument's there for Tiger Woods. But, yeah, I'll say Tiger Woods, actually.
0: All right. right. I respect that. To me, I just think when you look at it like – There are arguments against Tiger Woods. Yes. And there's no argument against Wayne Gretzky. I'll agree. Undisputed for Wayne Gretzky,
1: but I I like playing the devil's advocate here, so we'll go Tiger. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little more football. We'll talk a little bit more about these fantastic athletes. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM.
0: What does your smile
1: say about you? Are you happy? Confident? Friendly? Getting and keeping that smile takes work. Proper brushing and flossing daily and drinking fluoridated water. Fluoridated water has been in use for 75 years and is considered the most safe, equitable and cost-effective way to prevent tooth decay.
0: A healthy smile means a healthy person and a healthy community.
1: For more information, visit health.mo.gov. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Our children are literally eating themselves to death. Many experts predict that this may be the first generation of children that doesn't live as long as their parents because of the problem of obesity. A quarter of American children don't exercise regularly. The average school aged child watches four to six hours of TV every day bombarded by commercials for fast food and junk. How you make these kinds of lifestyle
0: changes in your kids is to make them yourself.
1: Make the effort. Fight childhood obesity. KCOU, we're just
0: normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this.
1: KCOU. 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 A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day.
0: I'm Brandon Anthony, And I'm Keegan Harbin. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Analytics Association on KCU 88.1 of M. I'm Adam Rosen, and I'm still across from Jack McGrath. And we're we just talked about the most dominant athletes. We also talked about some big game that happened yesterday. And speaking of that big game that yesterday, we wanted to try and rank some just talk about what the best Super Bowls we've witnessed are. I don't want There's talk, not very many of those, Adam. I don't want to talk about anything that we didn't witness because Okay. Like That's fair. That's that's not nah. Okay. Like Or at least that we weren't a lot for. And let's see. I mean, there's a good, there's some really great ones.
1: There are. We've seen some good Super Bowls in our lifetime. We've seen one that went to overtime, which is which is always fun. That's a good game. The Falcons and Patriots won. Um, but yeah, so Adam, you said you were gonna hit this one off. So let's let's hear it. Let's hear what
0: you got. So we've got a couple that and come to mind. We got Eagles Patriots in 2018. So our, uh, Super Bowl 52. That's Eagles Patriots. You have Super Bowl 51. The 28 three, sorry, Falcons fans. Um, Super Bowl, 47. That's the Ravens-Niners uh, game, which I have some really hot takes on. Uh, 46, which is Giants-Patriots 2.0. 43, Steelers-Cardinals. And 42, Patriots-Giants 1. All right, I'm going to make a case here for what
1: is sometimes named the Harbaugh, where Jim Harbaugh oh, and John Harbaugh, i give you that played against each other. Well, coached against each other. Coached against each other. They didn't play. Yada yada yada. That'd have been funnier if they played. They did not play. That was funny. a good game. It was thirty-four it was to thirty-one. The Ravens wound up beating the 49ers. A very very good game. It's just it's so difficult now. Obviously, crazy things have happened this year, so it puts it a little bit more into perspective and a little more, I guess realistic that this actually happened, but at the time the lights went out at the Super Bowl. The power went out at the biggest sporting event
0: in America every single year. What? That's crazy. This is where I've got that hot take. What's hot take? So, here's the thing. The the Niners are coming off of a, I believe, a three and out, right? Yeah. I think, so they punted or they punted right before they punted. The power goes out. They're down twenty-eight to six. All of a sudden the power goes out. Yes. Okay, right? Yep, I'm listening. After the Ravens get don't score, the Niners get the ball back, and somehow they score what? Seventeen unanswered points? Made it a ball game. Is there not some sketchiness with that at all? that they
1: were not playing well and then started playing well is that immediately after
0: is? the first time ever the ran the game is getting away from them it's a boring game it's a blowout and somehow the power just goes out and well, then immediately the the team getting blown out just comes back i'll, throw, that,
1: I'll throw this
0: to you is Adam, that not suspicious no
1: it's not
0: how how? How is that not suspicious? There
1: was 13:22 remaining in the third quarter when the power went out. It was just halftime. Why do they need another break? You're a minute and a half into the quarter. You don't need ha- you don't need another 20 minutes to take your rest. Is it not some? It's a little suspicious. Maybe I think that's a little more coincidental than anything. I'm not putting any stake in that claim. I think that's just no, no. Disagree. Maybe. I do like conspiracy theories. But not that
0: one. I'm sorry. It's it's a little suspicious. Actually no, it's very very suspicious to me it that that still happens. It's so weird. The power goes out at the super. Can That's you imagine literally at never that super happened Bowl? before. Not once. No. Not once. All right, Adam. Hit me
1: hit me up with some more. What are we thinking here?
0: I mean, you, you've got I just lost it. Uh, Super Bowl with uh forty-three Cardinals, Steelers. Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, that was we were good talking about too. that game. We talked about this uh, where Larry Fitzgerald was almost able to tackle uh, Harrison, but uh, Antro Um That was the Heinz Ward catch too, right? No, that was forty. That was, that was uh, the I think that was forty. Okay. Yeah, it was forty. We don't talk. Uh, yeah, that was the year before the. Um, Prince's halftime show, Super Bowl. Gotcha. We don't talk about anything else in that Super- oh, and the And the opening kickoff, and then nothing else happened in that game. Still a little upset about the Bears <laughs> nothing loss, happened. Adam? What? Nope, nothing happened. Just a little nope. bit? Uh, nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, sure, Adam. Sure, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. No, that Steelers versus Cardinals game was a really, really and, fun and game and to watch. And show. then
0: you have the Giants-Patriots uh, 1 and 2, honestly. Both were incredible games because if you think about it, the Giants are no doubt the underdogs both times. Yes. And well, one especially time, the 16 you know what's season, interesting? No season for the Patriots. You know I'm going to give you an interesting point. Someone, I think my dad pointed this out to me in an NFL America's Game documentary did too. When the Giants beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl, they played in Week 17. And the Giants lost 38-35. Okay. They were close. Yes. Very close.
1: Very, very close.
0: So to me, I mean, it was the biggest upset. It's an incredible upset, but it's not as shocking as you would believe because they were able to play the Patriots very tough. They just matched up well with them. And then the same thing happened in 2011-12 season Mm -hmm. when they beat the Patriots. Again, the undefeated Packers at the time, undefeated Packers, were up 38, beat the Giants 38-35 late, and the Giants go into Lambeau in the playoffs and beat them, I think. I think they played them in that year. Yeah. I'm blanking if they did. Yes, they did. Gotcha. Um, So that's an interesting point that I never thought about. And then you have 49. I mean, what are you doing throwing the ball? What Poor
1: Seahawks. They're still upset about that in Seattle. Disappointing. Probably should have ran it up the gut with Marshawn.
0: Oh, poor Seahawks fans. Feels Brutal. High. Feels bad. At least they have a quarterback. And now Russ. Russ was at the game last night. Russ is Yeah, my, before winning uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yep, Good for him. Awesome. Deserves That's got to be it. hard to watch.
1: If I was a player in the league and I had to go watch the championship game for a game that I felt like I probably should have been in, which I'm sure Russell Wilson felt like his team should be in that game, that would just be brutal.
0: Well, I mean, it uh, happened with the uh, Super Bowl 50. Yeah. For Brady was there. True. That's a fair point.
1: Man, that poor Seahawks team, though. Russell Wilson really fell off a cliff at the end of the year. We'll see if they're back next year. I think that Seahawks team has a good chance next year. There's I mean, a lot of teams that will have I mean, good chance. I Russell Wilson. What I mean, about the Chiefs? Chiefs going to be just as good next year, Adam? Yeah, they're going to be fine. Are they going to be better
0: next year now?
1: I don't even want to think. That's terrifying. They
0: could, what if they fine.
1: could go 16-0 next year? and that be lose. fine. I, I, what if they go 16-0 and, and then lose to Tom thought. Brady again? You know,
0: a lot of Chiefs fans are whining and complaining, like, oh, the refs rigged us. We should have won, blah, blah, blah. No, this is a game that humbled them a lot because they were really go- talking a lot about after that win last year. And I mean, you deserved this loss. <laughs> you did. Man. You got humbled quickly. You got played by far outplayed. And you know what? There were. Well, I saw a video of a Chiefs fan punching a TV. I'm like, you just won it last year. Crazy. You're gonna probably be here next year, and the, you're gonna be back a lot. They will. Don't 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 be mad. Want to be You can Holmes, be. I, I be get upset. it. If you're upset, I get that. I mean, my team stinks, anyways. But I uh, I get it. If you're upset, like you, it's fine to be upset about that. Like I would be upset, but like don't be that mm-hmm. person.
1: Crazy there. All right, Adam. Any final notes before we wrap it up?
0: Prince is still the greatest halftime show.
1: There you go. Fact. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with you on that. I haven't seen a whole lot of halftime shows. I haven't rated a whole lot of halftime shows. I still like the Bruno Mars one, though. All right, that's going to do it for us at the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. And I'm Jack McGrath sitting across from Adam Rosen. We're on every Mondays at 4, so be sure to catch us next Monday at 4. Once again, this has been the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM.